0: uh it's 10 minutes after 11 o'clock you're listening to the talking point it's the friday edition oh man what a beautiful way to start the weekend having studio with me uh a very very renowned artist someone who i've been looking forward to speaking to uh tandy clausen's uh daughter, lorraine mm-hmm. um, big fan of your mom so by extension i'm a fan (laughs) of you Uh, all of my mom's friends are mine (laughs) i'm adopting everybody so (laughs) yeah tell me about that what what does it feel like being a daughter to a legend and you're also in the same industry same space doing the same thing
1: yeah well i was very fortunate growing up because my mom took me everywhere so i literally used to hold on to my mom's skirt um, and so I had the honor and the privilege to see my mom's friends. And now that my mom has passed, they are my friends. Yeah. You know? So uh, talking about school, uh, the best school I've ever been at was being present with my mom wherever she was.
0: Stage performances Every, on the road. Uh, all the time. In studio.
1: Constantly with her. I was like... Uh,
0: so you, you had no court. babysitter. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. We don't believe in that. No, yeah, no. yeah.
0: Mongezi and is with us. He's a musician. Um, do you want to introduce Mongezi for us?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Mongezi, Chris Ndaka, is also son of the soil, born right here in South Africa. I uh, used to be lucky Dubes, the musical director. So he's very familiar with you know, what's happening. And he's like the brother I never had. Uh, musically, he's been... Um, getting my thoughts and my music in the direction in which I wanted to go to make sure that we maintain that South African music and legacy. So it's an honor and a privilege for me to share the stage with him here at home. I've shared the stage with yeah. him in the Caribbean. So
0: he, he played a big role in your upcoming album? Ukwonga. In many
1: of, uh, about three or four of my albums. he's He's the one who produced it, yes.
0: Yeah. Lorenz, skipped over the important part, Munges, which is that you're a music teacher. <laughs> 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 you are what I want to become one day. One day when you grow up, right? <laughs> yeah, when <laughs> I grow up, you know, just, just uh, I, like I said, I, I take music education very, very serious. Yes. Uh, yes. Because it's it's a tool to be able to tell a story. And, and, and like Lorenz said, it, it, through music, we tell stories. And that's that's how we teach. Um, and, and you get to teach the tools thereof. Um, and you teach in Washington, D.C.?
2: Yes. Uh, so um, there's a school called Kuumba, which is um, an Afrocentric school. Uh, you don't have a lot of those in the United States that are focused on teaching African-Americans their heritage. Yeah. Culture, music, uh, kind of uh, uh, introduce them to the basics of uh, African rhythms, music. So my role at the school is to make sure that they have the resources. Uh, whether it's, uh, the audios, the books that we need. And then I teach classes from, uh, first grade through high school. Mm. Uh, it's a private school,
0: but I, I can just imagine a 13 year old American kid whose dad is a senator in Washington DC trying to learn the uh, Mbira or <laughs> trying, to <play laughs> trying to play the calabash. But that's what I imagine the environment looks like,
2: yeah. It's uh, you know, really now, uh, the school, uh, the way how uh, the reason why it was founded is that we have also a lot of poverty in certain parts of the uh, Washington DC, yes. where most black people live so. Uh, most some of the kids that we have over there they are, they come from very poor background but they are sponsored they gave scholarships to come to this private school so that they, uh, they have exposure as opposed to the uh, northwest part of dc where the international organizations are the embassies the yes. IMF, and other, where the rich people are this is where most of the poor people are yeah. so we give but this
0: is a heritage rich place i mean duke ellington uh, school is a DC native yes,
2: it's in DC Northwest, yes, right? It's in Georgetown, yes, Duke Ellington School for the Arts, yes, yeah.
0: Uh, DC, Dave Chappelle yes. went to that school, that's it's a heritage rich school, yes. Um, and and it, it, it does a lot in terms of preserving that, yes. that sort of heritage, it,
2: yes, it does. It really trains a lot of young um, African American uh, students uh, and gives them the opportunity, uh, to study what they want to, to do musically, and all yeah.
0: That. Ma'am Lorraine, uh, do you think of your, 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 your output as a Heritage preservation uh, uh, offering?
1: Absolutely, because um, I have kept that um, wonderful gift that I've inherited from my mom. And living in Canada, it's uh, I don't do jazz because my mom says, <laughs> make sure you stick to your culture. And that's why even though I'm the Africa never left me, because I sing all my songs, mm. so have and I've stuck to that, and that's what makes the originality of my music so appreciated wherever I am. By bringing mm-hmm. in this culture that I grew up with here, to wherever I go, I take. So, it how do you me. how do
0: you explain to a French speaking person in Montreal? Uh, a song that you wrote in English.
1: Well, you know, I sing in French too. So, oh wow. Mais oui, je parle toute le long. No, je français aussi. Oh wow. Mais oui, je parle les choix. Je même chantais un peu en français. So I also sing in French. But they know that uh, this is a contribution that we do by bringing in our culture with our music. And Canada and Montreal has been an incredible stage, a platform for me, where I was allowed to do what I want to do. They don't understand a word, what I'm saying, and they don't have to. So I don't always explain everything, but I always make sure that there are some songs that I will explain what the meaning of this, what's the meaning of that. But they kept on coming. Mm. And Mm. I kept on singing. I even make a joke. I said, I could say, I'm coming to kill you. And you'll say, Yeah. <laughs> before, before,
0: before we speak about the the, the music itself, mm-hmm. I, I do want to touch on this thing about getting to perform again because for a good part of the last two, three years, mm-hmm. you, th- those opportunities were taken away and you're back on stage now. Mm-hmm. What does yeah. that feel like for you?
1: It is wonderful to be able to have a live audience because there was a lot of uh, Zoom. And all those other mm. forms of entertainment, which I did not participate in, because it was, I'm an, I'm like my mom, I'm my mom's daughter. I like the interaction. I need an audience, you know. But I used that opportunity to be able for us to do this album, Ugu Bonga, gratitude, mm. with Umongezi. Uh, so it allowed me to reflect, like to be quiet. We're mm. always so busy and we never think. So I was able to think about my career, about my life, where I want to go to, because everything was shut down. Mm, mm. So how do you use your time? So for me, it worked in a good way that I was able to go mentally to places where normally I don't go there because we're so busy with so many other things. But it was lonely, um, but I'm just so excited to be back on stage and having a live audience and um it's, it's, I'm looking forward to this concert that we'll be having tonight at Kippy's, not Nicky. Kippy's at Nicky's. <laughs> I'm uh,
0: Nicky's in, in in novel?
1: No. Market Theatre. Oh, Market Theatre. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm looking so much forward yeah. to have a live band to play with here in South Africa. So our concert is tonight and it is tomorrow night. Yeah. Um. So looking forward to, to have an audience come and when listen. Is
0: it, does it feel different for you being on stage now given that there was a time in the last two, three years where that was a near impossibility? Do you appreciate the stage a lot more now than before?
2: Yes. Very true. I, th- I think... Uh, we take we take things for granted most of the time, and when the pandemic came, it disrupted what we ha- we were used to as normal life. And all of a sudden, we can't perform, we can't do this. We're at home mm. now. Being able now to go back again, I think when uh, this time around, I think we have more appreciation that these things are not given. You know. We have to enjoy them every minute. You know, mm. like Tonight, uh, we did a rehearsal yesterday with these uh, fantastic musicians, home, homegrown musicians. And just that opportunity uh, that we are out of the pandemic and yeah. that we can be able to do this and go on stage, uh, it's, uh, it's a blessing.
0: Give us a call, 086-000-2032. 86 Perhaps there's something you want to reflect on in this moment as we're having this conversation. Lorraine, what are you grateful for?
1: Hmm. Uh, first of all, I'm grateful for life itself. I have lost quite a few friends during the COVID. And it made me realize, as Mongezi just mentioned, how fragile, how you could lose everything. I'm grateful to have had the mother, like my mom, Tandy Klassen that through all the tragedies that she has endured, my mom was like my mirror. A reflection of who I am today was looking at my mom as how she goes through all these difficult times and like a springbok, she always bounces back. I am grateful that I have a wonderful family. I've got great friends. I am grateful, like I'm saying, every morning I wake up, I say, thank you, Jehovah, for a wonderful day. I am grateful for so many things, this wonderful gift I've inherited from my mom, that my mom was able to see me, observe me in an audience and see me perform. And I was also grateful to be in an audience and watch my mom perform and having my mom say to me that she's so proud of me about my accomplishments. And at the end of the day, that's that's all that you can have. So mm. my the memory of my mom is constantly with me it never leaves me mm. and so never underestimate the power of your words with your children because when they're not here and you're reminisce and I think about the things that we've spoken me and my mom this is why for me it's very important when I do these tributes of remembering the wonderful um, legacy. Of keeping my mom's memory alive, but keeping the South African music alive by doing these traditional songs, um, wonderful South African song books that we went in and collect all this wonderful music and re-recorded it. So I am just grateful to be here.
0: How much of that is reflected in the album?
1: Well, I guess you've got to listen to the album (laughs) to know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I said, we, th- we 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 spoke during the pandemic. That's the conversation I had with Mangezi. It's Like, what do you choose? There's such wonderful um, pool of music that we could pull from to do. So I just picked a few of my favorite songs, and um, and we discussed that with uh, Mongezi. And so, you know, it's I love it. It's very acoustic. It's very, yeah. mm. it's not very like the usually you know singing and dancing. Blah, it's, it's it's lovely.
0: Yeah, Mongezi, how do you cut through? The noise and deliver such a, you know, deeply human feeling of gratitude.
1: I think
2: focus. Um, what has happened uh, in in the world today is that uh, most of the youth they lose focus, and I was one of those youth at a certain point when I was young, and I think when you get. When you get focused, when you're so focused on, okay, so this is the, the calling. This is what I need to do in terms of uh, presenting who I am as a culture. Uh, you tend to find the right material. And so this album, uh, it was easy for us to collect uh, songs from starting from the 1950s uh, that we have recorded on this album, Mogubonga. It's, it's not a tribute album. It's a gratitude, uh, being grateful for the artists that were here before us, mm. the ones that ac- actually came came up with this beautiful gift we know as Township Music today. It's not, this is not a miracle. People put work into these things. You know, a, a lot of artists spend time in the studios are uh, doing all these things. So Tina, we think that gratitude is the correct uh, title for this album, not a tribute, just being mm-hmm. grateful to all the producers, the songwriters, uh, the runners, the people that sold the records all over Johannesburg, Pretoria. Mm-hmm. All so just everybody's is thanked, and so all the music, the collection, the thirteen songs, uh, it's, it's uh, there's it's reflected in the in 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 the recording.
0: When did you start working on it? Uh,
2: we started working on it. When did
0: we start working
2: on it? Uh, we started working on this uh, album is in it October. In, no, no, we started uh, the um, uh, pre. Production started in July of last year. Okay. Oh, no, or the year before last, so that's 2021. 2021, yeah. Yes, 2021, yes. So we had meetings. I flew from Washington, D.C. to uh, to Lorraine in Canada. We had meetings. We talked. Uh, we spent a lot of time in her uh, basement uh, just talking through the production, what songs. She said, okay, I like this one. Uh, maybe let's try this one. And then after that, we presented it to the record company in Canada. Yeah. Uh, that's our record company, Just In Time and um uh, the president of the company was whatever you want to do for your culture we're here to support yeah. go ahead yeah. and do it here's the studio
0: yeah is that where you recorded it yes so we recorded so it all of in it was montreal. recorded in, in montreal yeah in montreal. yeah yes. most of
1: my music has been recorded in montreal mm-hmm. yeah i'm very privileged and honored to have a, a wonderful record company just in time that always understands the direction that i want to take to maintain this um culture and so they've been very supportive and so when i said this is what i wanted to do it was like sure and then Mongazi of course said a queen he calls me queen <laughs> i wonder why but anyway so um, <laughs> the queen so uh and then Mwongedi says, Queen, we have to also take this music. If you notice the, the jacket, or the pocket of this, there's some musicians, local musicians, that also contributed their talent toward this Ugubong. So I was mm. very honored to have the spirit of some of the musicians. Yeah, so we, yeah. after we had recorded the
2: basic tracks, um, I was able to send the tracks over here at uh, Flame Studios so we can have uh, the local musicians like Steve Dyer, uh, and who has played uh, uh, percussionist, Charlie uh, played percussion. So we wanted to have local musicians Mm -hmm. to be a part of it because for us it's incomplete until we have the homegrown spices. Right, right. It's not available in the United States. Uh, It's not available in, in, in Canada. You can record beautiful music over there, that style of music. But when it comes to indigenous African music or South African music, you can do it there with the musicians. There, it's very difficult. They have no concept of the rhythms and you know how music.
0: Th- there's works. always been an interesting thing yeah. for me. Jazz is a universal language. Yeah, sure, it originated out of New Orleans, and you know it had that Dixieland heritage to it. But it's it's a universal language. Um, how do you? Is, do you find that relationship between american grown jazz versus south african jazz to be still strongly intact lorraine i mean i think about hugh masikela having played in miles davis's band and that is a big part of that cross-pollination for us as far as the sound is concerned mm-hmm. but for yourself do you do you, do you when you collaborate with artists from across the world do you find that that lineage is still strong
1: oh yeah there's always uh that lineage that's strong but uh when you south african music with south african jazz music and you play american right away there is a distinctions in yes. sound you could tell like you must it doesn't matter play with Miles davis i think Miles davis is the one who told him listen keep that style of music that you do because it's very the sound is very distinctive right and this is why for me with Mongaze i work with fabulous musicians in canada but they don't, they missed that thing that I needed, that only Mungesu could give me in, in, you know, in Canada, in Washington, D.C. So, um, yeah, there's similarities, but there's still very, there's something there that is different that you can.
0: What makes a South African sound unique?
1: Oh, I think because we are fabulous. Uh, South African, uh, <laughs> what makes it so original is that also our sounds are different. A Kumpakanga music, you yeah. know, you go from Marabi music, we go from our gospel music. We are such a variety of sounds, but still it is very distinctive mm. of being South African.
0: Mm. Are there South African artists you listen to today and you feel really, you feel at home?
1: Well, me, my all-time favorite, apart from my mom, was always Busim That is the person I gravitate. She used to be called Vicky Mflongo. So when I was a little girl, I used to say, when I grow up, I'm going to be just like my mother. I'm going to sing and dance and travel all over the world. And my mother would say, who's your favorite? And I would say, mommy, you are my favorite. And she said, who's your second favorite? I would say, "Busim Mflongo. And she was Vicky Mflongo then. Yeah. And for me, till today, if I want to really listen to good music, I listen to her.
0: Yeah. Uh, Your sophomore is?
2: i I listen to iran uh I think mostly i'm, I'm into uh, traditional music mm. I'm more mostly into the mucanndi styles and things like that because it's it's a spirit mm. and mm. that spirit everywhere you go if you go to the Caribbean, they have their own thing if you go to Cuba, they have their own thing and for for us, we have so many things here in this country, but I think the traditional part of it is ignored, but that's the one that when you present it like my students at the school where I teach. I I get them exposed mostly not to the uh, contemporary sound. I'm more interested into the traditional. So part of this trip while I'm over here, uh, we Lorraine and I, we're doing the research, indigenous music research, Mm -hmm. so that we can go back and try to publish that information on all kinds of music, um, Shangan music, Mm. uh, Siswana music, uh, Sisutu music, and all that, so we can publish, and it's available for music students in Canada, and it's available for music uh, students in, in the United States. Um, we do research in, you know, so the indigenous music ha- has to be highlighted. Mm. Uh, people have to know when they're over there. Uh, you'd be surprised that some of the most successful artists, uh, South African artists in America, are the more traditional, like Mambazo, you know, Black mm, uh, like mm. Mambazo. Yeah. Because it's just so thing, a thing that they can never do. They can't
0: duplicate that. Mm, mm. We're playing Kilimanjaro next. Tell us about it. Mm. <laughs> well, it says mama di manu
1: Well, it was like you know, when you like, when you thirsty, you drink water, right? So when I Auntie Mira Makaba, of course, everything about her is lovely, and I've just listened so much of the music that she did and does. So I like Kilimanjaro. I liked that song. It reminds me, like I said, missing home.
3: Mm. Uh,
1: you know, the kumbulekaia and. I just think it's one of my favorite songs. Well, okay. not one of my favorite. It is a nice song, but yeah. I have a lot of favorites, but I, I chose it to play. <laughs> during, during the break, you'll have to get us a top three favorites on that
0: album. Yeah. Top Us 11. Let's take a news headlines on the other side of this. It's Kilimanjaro. Celebrating our music heritage right here on the Friday Wind Down. I wish that
3: I could tell you What to do,
1: Lorraine?
3: I wish that I could show you the way Yeah, Yeah, Oliver, your first day is, is a moving legend, really this uh, piece of song that you started with moved me across the mountains yeah no she's she's the one she's a star great music indeed let her keep it up i love that so much thank you very much it's really
1: here uh, in kuma
0: Moved him across the mountains. Is that a feeling you aim to elicit?
1: I don't like to hear people's comments because it always gets me emotional. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel so much. I think music is such a powerful um, tool because music evokes emotions. Yes. And uh, it can make you happy. It can make you sad. And so when I hear people's comments, it always gets me choked up. So, mm. But thank you so much for your comment. It's wonderful
0: when you when you when you write when you compose, you do you ever think about the end listener and what you want them to feel?
1: I don't know. Like this song that just played now, Lorraine. Uh, my mom, I, I I titled it Lorraine because of the lyrics. My mom used to write me letters before we we got into emails and all that. So I took those um, letters and I put them into words, you know, with music. So. Um, People used to say, hey, you look like your mother, you sound like your mother, mm. you know, a lot of different things. And my mother used to say, you're a living photograph of me, Lorraine. So there's a lot of things when I write or when we compose our music, I always like to know how I feel about it. If I'm happy about it, I know somebody else will be happy about it. And when I feel sad about mm. it, I'm hoping somebody else will feel that sad sadness through the music. So or yeah. nostalgic. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know. You, you speak about your influence your mom has had on you and Busim Klongo, for instance, but who right now do you think still plays a role in influencing your sound? <laughs> uh,
1: can you ask me, Gezi? Let me think about it. No. <laughs> uh, you know, to tell you the truth, um, uh, I used to also listen a lot to, uh, she also passed on, to Nancy Wilson. She was uh, she, a jazz yeah. singer also. Um, but... You mean here in South Africa? or Just around the world. Anyway. Yeah. For me, it was always Nancy Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I um, When I feel a nat- uh, feel that moment of wanting to either be happy or be sad, I put her on. Yeah. And then I take the broom and I would sweep my house and I would cry and I would dance. Uh, so for me, she's always my favorite. Does
0: nostalgia play a big role?
1: I think so. I, I'm a romantic. I, yeah. I, I like uh, <laughs> things uh, that... Um, make me feel things, you know. Uh, so I don't like loud and all this boom, boom, boom stuff. No, uh, I think I've
0: outgrown that. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. a piano artist will not be happy here right now. <laughs> 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 it is, it's, 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 a, it's a big part of our exports, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's a, as far as our cultural exports <laughs> are concerned. Sound-wise, where do you draw influence from at the moment, monges The Dark Seater Sisters. Mm. From who? The Dark Seater Sisters. Oh, the Dark City Sisters, where are they from?
2: South African. South African. From here, from Alexandra Township. They, in terms of township music, that's, um, nothing gets better than that. That's where it starts. Oh, wow. The the Dark City Sisters is, when I write, uh, when I'm traveling, uh, when I'm at home at the school where I teach. Uh, i'm playing the music all the time all the time because uh, the, the harmony structures yeah uh, the band and everything just um takes me into a place where um you appreciate life uh it's very uh animatic. you can see visions when you know the visuals when you, you listen to their music and mm. if, if i can't see Uh, visuals when i'm listening to a song without a video though just in your in your Mm. your head uh, then it doesn't do anything for me uh so uh, the uh, the dark city sisters for me i see the v i know the visuals that uh, as a songwriter producer i have yeah
0: when 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 you you and lorraine had those initial conversations in, in in july 2021 about what you want to create and how you want to go about it. How did you take that and speak to the other producers that you worked with, the other musicians and instrumentalists that you worked with on the album, and translate that to them? Um,
2: It was complete. Uh, uh, What we did was uh, get into a studio uh, in downtown Montreal, just the two of us, me and Lorraine and the recording engineers. And we spent four days, just acoustic guitar and voice recorded. And after that, we uh, sent... The tracks over to flame studios here so and i said look what i want uh, i need a uh, percussion uh i need a accordion a concertina and then mm. i need uh, a flute and then just let the guys at home do what they do best mm, mm. no instructions just the instruments that we needed and then uh, within a couple of weeks they sent the music back and it was the vision that we had.
0: Why, why, why the accordion? Do you want to draw on that uh, Sisutu Heritage uh, <laughs> Commander <laughs> Orbs <laughs> type of I sound? I like that sound. Yeah, I, I absolutely yes, love it. Like, uh,
1: it. uh you know, when I listen Sounding to like, it's
0: like I'm in in, 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 <laughs> in, in, in Hey, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's an
2: know. acoustic. Yeah. In, in, this album, uh, Okubonga, it's all acoustic. Uh, the flute, percussion, uh, the violin as well, the fiddle, and uh, the concertina. It's all acoustic. So nothing is being played on a keyboard. So we wanted to maintain that authentic uh, acoustic sound. Mm. Uh, for me, when I travel, because I travel quite a bit in the United States uh, doing some work, uh, I used to do some work with Abrahu Masekela before he passed. Mm. I still do some a lot of work with the Vusi Masakela uh, in the States. I'm his musical director when he's in the States. Mm. And wherever we go, it's all acoustic music. The audience that support the American audience that will support. Uh, world music, African music—they're more into the acoustic, the roots mm. part of sound. So that's why we decided that this album mostly is going to be or acoustic, mm. and the, you know,
0: accordion, uh, things like that. Accordion—it feels like a native instrument to, to to us, right? It's because there's a way we've shaped that sound as as Africans. That's different from from anywhere else you go in the world. Uh, but as far as instrumentation exports are concerned. Uh, What do you think? Sort of is captures the heart and soul of the South African sound. Hmm. Uh,
1: You ask deep questions. Yeah, it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that's a very important
2: question. I think all of them. I think the penny we saw. Oh yeah the, the penny whistle is one of, and then the horn section you know the saxophones and yeah. things like that and all of them even the accordion so all these things are, they work together yeah yeah they work together yeah
0: so yeah. The, the the flute is as close to the penny whistle as we can get right now i guess mm-hmm. as far as instruments are concerned who 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 are the instrument uh, instrumentalists that you that are on the album
1: that are on this album yeah um, that's the one they said. Ooh, ooh, Steve, Dr- yeah, Steve Dyer? It's Steve and Dyer. Steve was on uh, it. We had,
2: I think, Uh mm-hmm. I have to kind of recall some of the names. Um, and it's just like three other people. Uh, j- but the album is strictly just me and Lorraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then oh there's uh, uh, a guy in in KZ uh by the name of uh, David Jenkins, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a concertina player, is also featured on that. He's based in in Durban.
0: Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Nakushoni Langa is next. Tell us Mm -hmm. about
1: it. It's, uh, you know, that song, Nakushoni Langa, has been interpreted by so many South African, uh, um, whether it's uh, instrumental musicians, uh, windpipes, singers, it belongs to all of us. And that's what I love about South African music. We all claim it doesn't belong to me. It's like Monga just said, this wonderful gift that we had that each of us can claim it as our own. I love the song Lagushonilanga. Is it Lagushonilanga? No, no, I know it's Ilanga uh,
2: selishoni. Oh, okay. Yes, it's yes.
1: yes. yes. very clear. Ilanga yes. selishoni, yeah. you know. So I like that because again, it reminded me of Fubusimchong. You know, it reminded me of her when I would listen to her. And of course, we did it our way. My mother always says, munga to make sure you do it your way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so I love it. It's just.
0: absolutely. Let's have a listen at this. i Ilanga Selishonile, that is that song that's fading out in the back over there. It's What a lovely, lovely beautiful song. I, I hear, Mongezi, that, that accordion uh, concertina sound that you were speaking about. It, it sort of carries that rhythm quite strongly there.
2: Yeah, the suspense. Um, I think the beautiful thing about African music is that it doesn't resolve.
0: So Ooh. in music theory, is what there's that call. five four one resolve yeah, and that 4 five, one. Yeah,
2: mostly African music is based on the suspended chord, the suspended Ooh. second chord. So that's the beauty of it all, and the accordion works better in that space because it's, mm-hmm. very, it's very, it's very mystery. It's it's a it's a mystery. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, I got a tweet here from someone saying, uh, for a, for a second, I thought I was listening to Mario Macaba. Is that, is that <laughs> something? You, uh, is, that, is, is, is that something you hear often? Is that a sound that's, that's inspired you?
1: Oh absolutely Auntie Mira Makeba I mean I ride on the shoulders of her in Canada they used to call me the young Mira Makeba and actually I won my my first we call it Grammy but we call it the Juno award yes, in yes. Canada based on the tribute I did to Antimira so oh, wow. all of my most of my music was stemming from that, yeah yeah, absolutely
0: We're taking your voice notes on 0614-104-107 We're taking your calls on 086-000-2032 Let's take a quick break, on the other side of this we continue The Friday Wind Down Kick off your weekend the right way 86 If you want to shoot us a call, we're taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107 not in stage performances are a big part of how we experience music. It's one thing to listen to a song, but to experience a song in a live performance matters a lot um, Obviously tonight's the best time to come and experience it Tomorrow Absolutely. night as well. But tell us about what you think about when you, when you think about your live performances. What goes into it for you?
1: Well, even before I would answer that question, I would like to say it would not have been possible to be able to do it at Nikis without having had uh, Joe Shakela, Reggie Zikala and uh, Nikis, of course, and the sponsors uh, Sampra and Upramanda Baloi because it's one thing to want to do what you want to do but you need people people to believe in it it and to give you that platform to be able to do it and Nicky's they've always been very supportive I know some people say why did you have it at such this place and that place I don't like that kind of um, Nicky's is a jazz heartbeat it it is a one and still standing one of an odd original uh, places of venue of music that is still standing. So we need to be able to come and support. They've got all these jazz clubs where people go and mashibins and all these places. Come and hear live music. Uh Um, You know, musicians are starving to perform. I always say it's like when you prepare a meal, you know, you, you you spend so much time to get the ingredients and blah, blah, blah. And then you're expecting the guests to come and eat the food and nobody shows up. How does it make you feel?
3: Mm, so
1: mm. in music is the same. We prepare this wonderful repertoire for tonight and tomorrow night. But it's not going to be the same if you're not going to be there.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah. T- tickets, like do, do you know anything about that?
1: Yes, the tickets. Um, well, I... You could get either buy even the tickets at the door. But if you call Nikki's, which I don't didn't get the number, um, you know, I think everything will be just fine. And if I'm not uh, to forget, please, if you can allow me to also take this opportunity to thank the musicians. Yeah. That we called on, and everybody was just Sis Lorraine. Of course, we'll do this for you. Although my mom doesn't like me to call Sis Lorraine, but hey, you need cookies, it's Lorraine. How? Mom Lorraine. Mom Lorraine. So we have Bra Prince Linguasa, as you know. He is, I mean, we don't have Bra You anymore. So it's like we, he's now, for yeah. me, one of our own, you know. And we have Yonela Munan. M- M- uh, a fabulous pianist and we've got Bralex fushana just an incredible upright bass and uh spiwe on drums so these, and then of course Monge is a chris and who who's gonna be uh on guitar i'm looking forward to it for tonight i'm so excited put on your dancing shoes come with your great attitude and come and enjoy and let's celebrate my mom through music
0: yeah the the, the, the as the guitarist, uh, you, you know, in in Maskandi, there's 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 a, there's, a, there's a unique feature of it in that the tuning is is vastly different, it's right? It's Different, yes. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's sort of a loose tuning so that you can get that walking sound. Yes. Uh, out of it is, is is that a similar way in which you tune your guitar for live performances, even when we recorded this album? Uh not not not.
2: Uh, I I tune the standard tuning. Right. But uh, what? Uh, i'm teaching a lot of people is to understand that the whole thing of like african music maskandi it's all based on the suspended second yeah. chord and so if you know how to play the chord in the standard you know tuning you should be able to kind of um, emulate. Is
0: play, that what makes? Style. Is that what makes the African sound different? Because a jazz sound traditionally is about that minor third, diminished fifth. Yes. And for you, is the suspended second. The suspended second. Yes. That space
2: uh, we we musicians call that like a no man's land. Yeah, because yeah, You can sing major. You can sing a minor in the suspended chord. Yeah. You can even get
0: some good dissonance out yeah, of it. Dissonance out
2: of it. Yes. Yes. It doesn't resolve. So yeah. As a guitar player, I think that's a space that you know I love to be and rehearsing with these musicians that lorraine just uh spoke about uh yesterday was for me another chapter of my life yeah because i've been gone so long i've been i've lived in the states for oh, 30 years now and so it's like a rebirth right, uh, getting, right getting getting the energy it's it's my energy drink i don't drink coffee i don't <laughs> drink energy drinks So a <laughs> musician yeah. Like, yeah. yeah yeah the energy drink <laughs>
0: Let's have a listen to some of your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Yes, yes. Good morning, young man. This is grumpy
3: old man here. You have just revealed your your age to me by not knowing, by asking, where are the taxi City sisters from? You, you. They are from South Africa. Ah, uh, but They're I don't the know so them. Uyu. <laughs> hey, wena. Wonderful. Wonderful. Level, Le- you wonderful. live in Alex. Do you know them? They are the likes
0: of the matatinis of South Africa. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have I have no idea who they are. Lebu Level lives in Alex. Uh, he says he knows of them. <laughs> That's not good enough. <laughs> As we finish off the show, we close it off with Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. Good morning Oliver And your guest today is Charlie and welcome Oh that lady I think she's singing like Busim Chlongo. she reminds me of Busim Chlongo. Wow